Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucksters? What the fuckaholics? What the fuckadelics? What the fuckleberry fins? What's happening? It's me, Mark Marin. I am in uh, New York City as I record this in my hotel room. What am I doing in New York, you'll ask? Why didn't we know this before? Why don't we know things about you, Mark? You, you tell us everything. I don't understand why we don't know exactly what you're doing and when you're doing it and where you're doing it and why. I am in New York. I came out here. Uh, I'm in between tour dates. I will be in Seattle at the Neptune Theater this Friday for two shows. I'll be in Vancouver at the Vogue for one show on Saturday. Saturday the 10th in uh, San Francisco at Davies Symphony Hall on the 11th on Mother's Day. Bring your moms. It's a mom-friendly show, that show. That's, what I, that's my next uh, comedy special, mom-friendly. So that's happening. So I came to New York primarily for the, uh, the upfronts for Vice. Vice, the, uh, the, the magazine and, and online uh, content provider of Mayhem, and also the, they have a new show on HBO, are, uh, are going to have a channel. And I am doing a show on that channel, on the Vice channel. I will be doing a thing called uh, Vice Portraits with Mark Marin. This will be an interview format show, but out in the world. I'm going to go out in the world to talk to people in environments that mean something to them, something or something out of their comfort zone, but it will be candid conversations with creative people and interesting people uh, the way I do it. Uh, we'll be doing, we'll be setting up that show. I think every episode we will, we will explore my various methods of preparation, which have nothing to do with preparation. So that's happening. I don't know what channel it will be. I don't know when it will start, but that is happening. But Marin on IFC returns to the, uh, the cable airwaves on May 14th. And I've encouraged some of you who are not radical cord cutters, and I'm sorry to offend any of you who take your cord cutting disposition as an emblem of your righteous uh, fuck you demeanor, did not mean to push any buttons. Uh, I guess I keep cable by default because I don't think I'd watch anything if I didn't occasionally sit on my couch and try to figure out how to watch on-demand shows, which is still baffling to me. I don't know what channels I have. I'm very frustrated with my cable box. I'm about to call Time Warner and tell them to shove it up their giant mechanical asshole because it takes a lot of time for me to switch channels, and it seems to be making weird noises. 
Is there any reason to complain about this publicly? Not really. Look, I'm frustrated with cable too, but the point is, is that sometimes we have to respect these arcane methods, these ancient systems, these uh, decaying mechanical paradigms in order to garner the attention necessary to continue doing something within that paradigm as it slowly deflates and loses its wind and gasps away as the other thing moves full force into the future. Well, I guess what I'm saying, rather poetically and probably not in the best way possible, is that if you could get IFC for the airing of my show, that would be helpful in the ratings game, which still matters to people in that game. So, May 14th, get IFC for a couple of months, or at least find out if you have it. Or you can wait a year until it goes on Netflix. Or you can get it on iTunes. A lot of ways to get it. Or you can DVR it. That's fine. Look, I'm just saying I'm excited about the show. I know that's not what came out, but I'm excited about the show. I think this season is the best season we've done. I think the stories are good. They're funny. They're interesting. I think I'm better. You know, I, I'm not, uh, I'm, not, I'm no Olivier, but I think by the third season here, I've got the hang of being me on TV. So enjoy. Enjoy Marin on IFC. The first episode co-stars uh, Constance Zimmer, Elliot Gould, Alex Rocco, and also the lovely Lucy Davis, who plays my manager this season. Very exciting. Uh, I'm excited for you to enjoy them. So that's, uh, that's the big plug on that front. I just have a lot of things going on, and obviously I'm on the road, and obviously I'm in a hotel room, and obviously I'm not eating well, and obviously I don't know if I have allergies or cancer, and obviously there are problems. But did I mention Parker Posey is on the show today? The lovely and amazing indie film goddess, great actress, incredible uh, dynamic person, came over here to my temporary studio in my hotel room to talk to me. That's always a little awkward. Yeah, I'm doing interviews, coming up to the hotel room. Yeah, it's not even a suite. We're just basically in my bedroom, sitting at a little table. She brought her doggy, uh, who, who peed. You'll hear that, I believe. Her dog peed twice in my hotel room. I guess I better not mention the name of the hotel because that might not be a good thing for me. She, she's somehow trained it to pee on Kleenex. All right? That worked once. Then the other one was... Yeah, maybe I should keep it to myself. So what have I been doing? I mean, you know I'm on tour, and we added a bunch of dates. So you can go to wtfpod.com slash calendar because uh, the dates I've got coming up, obviously Seattle uh, and, and Vancouver this Saturday, May 9th, and uh, May 10th at the Symphony Hall in San Francisco. But May 14th, I'm at the Asheville, North Carolina at the Orange Peel. And May 15th, I'm in Charleston at the Charleston Music Hall. And May 16th, I'm at the Variety Playhouse in Atlanta. May 17th, I'm at the Joy Theater in New Orleans. June 5th, the Playhouse Square in Cleveland. I added a bunch of shows. In Chicago, I'm doing two shows at the Vic Theater on June 6th. June 7th, I'm in Minneapolis at Pantages. June 25th, at the Capitol Theater in Port Chester, New York. June 26th, at the BAM Opera House in Brooklyn, New York. June 27th, the Paramount Theater, Huntington, New York. June 28th, Count Basie Theater, Red Bank, New Jersey. July 10th, Aladdin Theater, Portland, Oregon. July 11th, Revolution Hall in Portland, Oregon. July 24th, Boulder Theater, Boulder, Colorado. July 25th, Paramount Theater in Denver, Colorado. So if I named your city, go to wtfpod.com slash calendar and get your tickies. Get your tickets. God damn, that's a long tour. What am I doing here on Wednesday? I'm interviewing Terry Gross, the host of NPR's Fresh Air, live in front of an audience at an event 
at the Brooklyn uh, Academy of Music at the BAM Opera House. That's for the Radio Love Fest. That's this Wednesday. Okay? All right? Yes, I'm going to talk to the amazing interviewer herself, the world-renowned Terry Gross. We're going interviewer to interviewer, head to head. So here's what I learned, and here's what I'm learning as I get older, is that um, as I get older, I don't know if I am more mature or if I'm maturing or if I'm getting more mature or I'm just getting tired. I think it might be tired. I don't know if I'm getting wiser or I'm just not remembering as much as I used to. It's a fine line between maturity and exhaustion as you get older and wisdom and just, um, I, I, don't, I, I don't really remember. And I, I feel okay about that. I'm not carrying that with me anymore. I've relieved myself of that burden of that memory involuntarily as my brain flickers off as the, uh, as the years keep stacking up certain areas of the brain the lights are going out we're turning off that marquee we're turning off the fuck you dad marquee that show is uh it's not running anymore we close that show we close the uh why mom uh that that show ran for 50 years uh, and it was very popular with an audience of one the bad part of me and that we've had to close that show down too and I have no problem with that. I don't know if that's wisdom, but uh, it's a little better. It's a little better. So I'm here. I'm in New York, and I'm spending time with the few friends that I have that, I, uh, that I've had for many years. I find that's important to do. You know, uh, Louis's out of town, so I, I, I missed him. But, like, I went and saw my buddy John Daniel. We go back. He's in the music business. He spent an hour with him, got caught up, talked about his business. I talked about my business. We, had, we ate. We said, like, you look good. Your health okay? Yeah, my health's okay. You, everybody in your family okay? Yeah, everything's okay. All right, well, it's good to see you. Feels good. That's what you do with old friends. Sometimes you, that's all you can do, and that's enough. Like, you're not going to catch up on everything. You're not in the loop of their lives, but you can certainly check in, say, I love you, buddy. Went up to my buddy Sam Lipsight's house, the, uh, the genius novelist. Checked in with him, hung out, worked through some sadness, some, uh, told him some stuff in my life. He told me some stuff in his we had a range of emotions. We spent a couple hours together. I saw his kids, saw his wife, Caridwin. A very pleasant time. Spent three hours in the apartment just hanging out, snacking, having a coffee, getting up, sitting down, uh, having a hug, uh, you know, maybe having a, a few welling up of the eyes. And then we took a little walk. See you later, buddy. Good friend. Love you. Um, we checked in. That's good. Once or twice a year. Got to do it. Got to do it if we're not going to be traveling together, if we're not backpacking got to check in just took a walk with todd barry which was just like the old times i don't know if you guys remember this why would you many years ago me and todd were sort of in the same boat and he, uh, he's one of my favorite comics and, and he's a, a good old friend of mine but you know a lot of the other guys like louis and nick DePaulo, jeff ross or who was then jeff lifshultz people a lot of those people were working all the clubs and todd and i were sort of limited to one or club and he you know but hang around clubs but we'd spend a lot of days just Walking around the village, talking about shit, talking about comics, talking about clothes, talking about money, talking about where we live, just talking like a couple of dudes talking. That's part of our job. So today, you know, I ran into, you know, Todd last night briefly. And then today he called me up. You want to have coffee? So we had coffee. Then we had some Chinese food. Then we walked around Soho. Then I got some ice cream, which I don't feel great about. Though Todd didn't eat ice cream. Spent a few hours with Todd catching up, doing what we used to do like old buddies. And you know what? 
Didn't miss a beat. Didn't seem any different than it ever did. Never any tension with your true old friends. And that's what I'm doing in New York. That and some work. So now, let's enjoy my chat with the lovely Parker Posey, who you may know from any number of movies. Do you need credits? Would that help you place her? If some of you are like Parker who? I mean, I would hope that's not the case. So many waiting for Guffman, Henry Fool. She was in Best in Show, Clock Watchers, Party Girl. Wow. Coneheads, dazed and confused way back. She's amazing, and she's in my hotel room. So enjoy this. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts so what um oh gracie what's she doing now she just piddled but oh she just peed on the rug here that's hold okay on. hold on do you want to hold my mic what? yeah go ahead yeah, I don't i'm not i'm not concerned about the pee on the rug are you I guess I, I have a different relationship with hotels. <laughs> That's an 11-year-old dog. Yeah. Yeah, her name is Gracie. Is that she the... She should be a Bichon Puda Maltese. She's 11. She's very smart. Uh, is that your longest relationship to date? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about you? What's your longest relationship? Uh... I don't know. I think uh, you know people used to not live so long. It, oh, so that's yeah, it. Yeah, oh, so we got the things. You know, do you believe in karma? Uh, kinda. That you're gonna like you're here to kind of live through all your stories through various people. Oh my from god, again, different lifetimes. Again? It kind of makes sense. But if this is the one I'm living now, I can't imagine how shitty the other one must have been. Like, I mean, how like do we get it right? And do are we aware when we know when we nail it? I like, don't know. But you believe it. I, it, it makes the most sense to me. My longest relationship was probably eight years. Yeah. Eight. That's big. That was in your 20s? I don't know. I, I had a five-year, a three-year, a two-year. Yeah. And now, now I wonder what the point of it is. Yeah, now it's just <laughs> devastation. Now it's just bad theater. <laughs> right? Bad theater of two people trying to act like they're doing something differently. That's how it's bad theater. It's like, I don't do this anymore. I'm not this person anymore. I'm better. I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand this. Either you connect with someone or you're, you're pretending oh, right. something else. Right, or you're waiting for it. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll kick in. You ever do that one? <laughs> it's going to kick in pretty soon. 
They like me a lot. I think this is going to kick in any minute. I'm going to feel like they feel. I've done that one. I've done real intense ones that just get I've crazy. I've had like three, um, the last three encounters. Oh, can, really? Yeah, that's what my therapist did you, calls did you, did you relationships. Know? He did doesn't you? call them relationships oh. because it's so, too heavy. It's too loaded. So you knew their so names. You, you encounter someone. <laughs> I didn't know their names, no. Um, uh, so you encounter someone. Yeah. And if, if, you, if you have a true encounter, it's a, it's a real connection. But if you're like dating, I mean, doesn't dating sound so fabricated and Does it even phony. happen anymore? I don't fucking know what that I is. I don't, I don't know. I don't I've, date. Have you had this moment where you're like, uh, oh, I don't have to put up with this shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that... See, I, I'm a curious person and I, and I have a hard time saying no. Yeah. So, in the past few months, um, I've been uh, asked out on a date by men in their 70s. Wow. Yeah, like I was at a gala a few nights ago. A gala for what? No, it was last It was last week at PS122. Oh, for a thing? Yeah, and uh, one of the board members said, hey, uh, there's a man here, he really wants to meet you, and he was really excited that you were here. And then I meet him, and he has two grown daughters, so he says, can I, can I take you out to lunch? And I couldn't say, like, no, I, I don't eat lunch. Right, you know? I'm against lunch. So it's I can't. I, I I was like, sure, and this could be interesting, and yeah. So I gave him my email, right? And I and I didn't give him a fake email, right? And uh, who was this guy? Was he, he a legit guy? Right, he emailed me right away, of course. As uh, you were walking away, <laughs> as he was, um, yeah, as he was in the cab. Uh huh. Um, and what was this guy? Was he uh, an artiste? Was he, uh, he an was entrepreneur? Like, yeah, was he a, I think he's a philanthropist? He's, yeah, he's a philanthropist. Uh-huh. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, the older guys and this one man I was, I was, I had a few dates with. Gracie's just making a bed right now. That's what she's doing when she digs like that. Oh, okay. She's not burying Can something we, on my bed? No. Uh, okay, so you go so out with yeah. this. How old is he? 90? I was dating a 60-year-old. Like said, a year ago. Well, that's not so horrible. How old no, are you? Forty-six. I'm fifty-one. I liked it. You did? Yeah. What about it? Um, he was mature, and he was he was. It's uh, okay. You know. I would hope so at sixty. <laughs> you know what? Right. Actually, he was really immature. Immature. Um, yeah, but he was experienced, I should say. Ah. And he was fascinating. And what was uh, he? An artiste? He's a writer. A writer. Mm-hmm. A known writer. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I was. And it was fun. How long did you go out with that guy? The sixty-year-old. I was on and off um, for a year, a year and a half, um, and then it kind of fizzled. And that's what he was like. It's just going to be devastation, Parker. <laughs> really? Yeah. For him? Yeah. It was however this turns out. It's just going to be devastated. And I'm like, well, come on, we got to ride this out. You know, we care about each other we love each other and you can't just you know destroy something um in front of me you know and we're he was still afraid connected. he's very afraid he's very masculine um and like uh people don't a think minotaur. The, he's yeah. a minotaur right um a rugged and, old uh, alpha male yeah 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 and just blew through his his life like yeah. a, a, like on a, on fire trying you know? to avoid the the crash the pain of heartbreak and emptiness yeah but and you were gonna bring it out in him he decided i like, did this, obviously oh, you crushed you know? him <laughs> That's a good, he'll get a book out of it maybe 
Yeah, maybe he needed inspiration. it. Sure, that's yeah. it. You were a muse, a pain yeah, a, muse. Yeah, that's what you are. I was a muse. I died a thousand times, and he watched me. <laughs> and uh, I just don't, you know, you get to a point where it's like, what are we doing? Is it just what is it about? Is it about sex? <sighs> is it about you know? Are we being honest with ourselves? What's happening? I think it's about evolving. Um, yeah, and in a partnership. Yeah, I mean, I think a, a true partnership should be creative and alive and. And when it's dead, it's over. And do you, have you had those? If there's a, a deadliness. Right. Well, does that come from living with each other? Like the deadliness? Maybe. Or, have you done Maybe. that? Yeah, yeah. How's that work for you? I, you know, I'm such a nurturer, caretaker. Really? I love to cook. I love to make house. And, oh, yeah? Do you take in strays, stray humans? Have you had yeah. any stray? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, I, uh, I like that. I'm kind of a hippie mama. Yeah? I have a place upstate. You do? Um, yeah, it's an old farmhouse, and bless you. She's coughing now. Get it out. <laughs> I think she's all right. Yeah, she's good. So you go um, upstate and you hang out. And I go upstate. Now I have to. Yeah, I've been renting it though because I can't afford it anymore because, you know, nothing pays anymore unless you get a big TV show. You, so well, you've I've been, been working renting. on. You never I've been stop working. working. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But I'm not in that that high. Caliber right. of, uh, you know, I don't make millions of, of dollars of, of dollars at all. Did, so, is um, that upset you? Um, what role could you see? What million dollar role would you like to do? Do you see yourself as a, a leading lady? Would you like to be a superhero? I, um, yeah, that all sounds like fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So you know, there's only roles for superheroes now. It's I really know. It. The I know. Roles is just... I could be like a scientist in sure. one of those shows. Yeah. Or villain, maybe. Could you be a villain? I could be a villain. Sure. Um, maybe in the Furious Seven or whatever. Whatever they is. are. Yeah. Why, what about me in that? I sure. Could, I could Why fit not? right in. The Avengers. You're the lady who made the thing. Yeah. Doctor so and so. Yeah. And some even, like psychic, some sure. psychic lady <laughs> that comes out of nowhere, like from the Matrix. Right. And, and just knows give me everything. some money and like. Yeah, You'll and do knows it. everything. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't those movies be more fun? I or just I, funny? You know what? I don't watch like them. When I, I do, seen them. I know. Well, I I went into to one of them just to see when I was on location. To reform? No, no. Um, I'm not the kind of woman that's in those movies. I'm too old, first of all. Um, but I, I think I could fit into one of those. But you got no problem with TV. You've done a lot of TV. No, I don't. But what I was going to say yes. is like in those, in those scary movies, in these horror movies, yeah. don't you think everyone could be having a lot more fun? I think they should have more fun to make their death even more, you know, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all seem to know it's coming. Yeah, and they're really cool about it. Yeah. And this insane yeah. thing is happening around them. Yeah. Well, they're stupid, you know, if you really look at the re reality. <laughs> That's frame, what I think, too, which is really funny. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. I was in Scream 3, and uh, that was what I was talking to Wes Craven about. I was like, yeah, why are these people in this world? What did he say? World? Like, they, they have to be crazy, yeah. you know, like, or they would just leave. And I know that's like... It's a crazy thing to say. He laughed. He laughed. He's um, like, this is a horror movie. What uh, do you think you're doing? And so it was fun to kind of play with the uh, with the genre of that. And uh -huh. uh, because it's fun being scared. And if, if, if there's there's someone chasing you wearing a mask, you're going to be screaming and maybe laughing and like dealing with it. Like, oh, my God, I'm about to die. Yeah, yeah. And like holding on to yeah. whoever's in front of you. Yeah. And like, I, I don't see that passion, you know, right. in, the, in those movies. And I would love that. Yeah. And I think 
I think other people would love that too. It seems hackneyed now. They just sort of know it's coming and they blase kind of, <laughs> ah, but there's no like, oh, I'm dying and it's great. I'm dying. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to miss you. Where's What's that? on the other side? Where are my parents? <laughs> Say goodbye to them I for forgive me. you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The one thing you don't Wouldn't see is the, the sad, saw that? desperate humiliation of those moments. Yeah. Those are, that would be really terrifying. You can't play that shit real in those movies. Yeah. Where the, the sort of begging and pleading in a real way and the horrendous t- fear of knowing that shit. Horrible. You see, the, yeah, the paradox too is that there, there'd really be no, sen- no way to make sense of it besides other movies that you've seen. Do you know what right, I mean? Right. Like I broke my wrist last year um, and I just kept thinking of Agent Brody in Homeland. And it just kept, you know, and it was a really bad break. And yeah. I had wrist surgery and right, had, like right. pins in my wrist. And I just had this loop that I, and I felt like I was being, you know, tortured. I talked and to her. And that I was in Homeland. Yes, I heard that. She was great. That was a great interview. She's a very earnest person. Oh, yeah. She's a serious actress. Yeah, she's a very yeah, serious person. Yeah, she's major. Yeah, it, it you was know, kind I of saw intense. Her right yeah. Before, yeah, I saw her right before she did that show. Her intensity uh, struck me, you know? Yeah. And then so when I saw that she was in the show, she was working for the CIA, I was like, wow, she really carries that. That she's, she's meant to be right there and, and play that part. Yeah. But not, I don't know, any other actress who could, who could do that successfully. It's, it's, um, well, she's real kind of like, a, she's a very controlled person. Mm. She's very intense. <laughs> you know, she runs a mm. tight ship. With her vessel, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's out there. The stakes are really high. Yeah. How did that happen? I Dang. love that. How do you explain that in people? What? The, their velocities, their capacities. How do capacities. you? What do you say about yourself? Like if someone were to say, hey, Parker, what's, what velocity are you operating at? <laughs> are you I, falling you know, all I, the time? I'm, I'm, one of, I'm one of those like, I think everything forms and shapes you before you're you know, six years old and you just keep. Kind oh, of yeah. Well, what happened that. then? Like where'd you where'd you come from? What's um, the source of uh, Parker Posey? Where did it start? Um, I'm from Louisiana. I was born in Baltimore, Maryland. My dad was stationed in in Vietnam. He was stationed in Baltimore. There, he was drafted. Did he go to Vietnam? Yeah, yeah. So he was gone for the first two years. Really? Yeah. So that that made me very you what did, know. What did he come out with? How was he? Um, Is he all right? The the, the pictures of him from Vietnam. Um, He's holding a, a martini, you know. He's out in the jungle. They're no, they're in the office. Okay. You know, in the in the in uh, they're drinking. Right. And they're so not dealing. a not they're a dealing. necklace of ears, a, a martini. <sighs> he got shot at. Yeah. Um, through and a, a bullet went through his helmet. Oh God. And what struck him was how personal. Uh, he took it and he thought, "Why would anyone want to shoot me?" Me. Huh. And you think of that, it's like. We're so insane. I can't believe we're still doing it. Um, well, we're doing we're it. We're people uh, here. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the obvious thing, we're people here. You know? We're doing it from the sky with less men on the ground now. Yeah. It's, it's a little more mm-hmm. impersonal and horrific. Mm-hmm. But that is interesting because, you know, you're in the army, whether you got drafted or not, you're in the forces and you're part of this team that's supposed to be defending something. And it's seen, you know, generally by the military and by the people at large as the army, not as that guy that's but, right but if you're that guy why wouldn't you take it personally that's right yeah, yeah. but he came out mentally okay and you know, yeah he, oh, no he he suffered from ptsd i think he later did? in his life oh, really? and he has prostate cancer now and 
Um, but yeah. he's a really funny, you know, I, I describe him as a comedian without a venue. He's like, he could he could walk out on stage and, and have a show. He's he's hysterical. So you're, you're close he's to him still? He's the center of attention. Yeah. Um, Are they still together? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you come from that stability or that commitment I, or that loyalty. I, whatever. I, I think <laughs> whatever. it's called like their crazy dance. Yeah. And, you know, they're... Uh, there, yeah, it is a compatibility. Um, yeah, they're still together. And you got uh, brothers and, and sisters? And they're tight. I have a twin brother. Identical? No. Does that is happen? That, no. With boys and girls? No. What's I the can't. other kind called? Uh, fraternal. Yeah. So there were two separate eggs. Right. Hanging and out together. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so my, uh, my mom thinks that I was conceived later than my brother. Like a few minutes? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Is a quick turnaround on that one? Let's go. Uh, I'd say maybe a few weeks. I, I don't know. Is that uh, possible? Does that happen? Yeah, can. And uh, It's like a cat. Uh-huh. Cats can have like a few different kittens from several different fathers just in the same litter. That's right. Huh. I didn't know humans um, could do that. Is that her theory or is that... Yeah, that's what she, that's what she thinks because uh-huh. I was so premature. We were both premature. Like how premature? So um, six weeks. Oh. Um, so I was only like two and a half pounds. Oh my God. Were you in the incubator? I in an incubator for the, yeah, first six weeks, six weeks of my life. And, uh, and my brother, uh, my brother was five pounds. I was two and a half pounds. So I was, I was a preemie. Yeah. And so that's her theory. I was very, very tiny. So I was born, you know, fighting for my life and the doctors didn't think I was going to live. And, you know, there's a big drama to the story that I heard every year of, we need a name for the death certificate what do you want to that was the family story yeah just in case yeah and so they named me parker and my middle name christian because they asked for the help of jesus and i'm i was raised catholic well maybe jesus stepped in i think he did (laughs) and my dad according to my dad who was holding a, a six pack of beer you know be stationed in baltimore maryland he looks down at the at a beer can and he he, he looks at me in the incubator and he's on his knees, you know, praying. And he's like, my daughter is the size of, of this beer can. Please, Jesus, please, Jesus, let my baby live. And then I screamed. And, that, and that's the story. That's the so story? It's, it's very dramatic, yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's good, right? It's a real crap. My I daughter's, she's a, she's a beer can on legs. Yeah. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? And he's like telling this story. I'm like, that's so funny, you know? Yeah, yeah. But he like made up stories. Like he, uh, when uh, my brother and I were in kindergarten, my brother raised his hand and the teacher asked uh, what our parents did for, yeah. for work. And my, my brother said, my dad was in India 100 years ago. That was one of the stories that my dad, but maybe he was an Indian, Indian, yeah, American Indian, but he wasn't. I don't know. But maybe he was. Who knows? But we talk about karma. Do you believe that the past life thing too? Yeah, sure. Why not? I think it's fun. What's well, fun? But do you believe it? I, what, do, uh, why I'm not? entertaining why the not? idea. I'm entertaining the idea. It's like I'm not gonna like stand up and like I believe this. I I like to sure. Why not entertain the idea? Yeah, yeah sure. Like, why not? I think it's fun. Right. It's like oh yeah, maybe I was. <laughs> But then in a more serious... Maybe I was Cleopatra. Yeah. Oh, she said she was Cleopatra, too. How can maybe we both, we were both Cleopatra? Cleopatra? Oh, I don't Why? know. Maybe. Maybe there's... Right. And then the fun ends, and you're like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we eating? 
Uh, so <laughs> this is stupid. Where are we eating? Yeah, that's oh. uh, that's life right there. That's good. that's all of it. So you talked to Louie on the on the phone. You I said? texted him. You yeah. texted him, and he texted you back. I said I was going to talk to you, and, she, and he said she's an amazing. Uh, he phrased it very nicely. Oh, good. Like uh, uh, it was nice. I mean, I should even tell you, it was that nice. That's nice. That's nice of him. He said, um, "I saw uh, she's a huge and rare talent." <laughs> that's a good quote. I like that. Yeah, you can I'll put take that, that blurb. Where that's yeah, a blurb for you. That's great. You know, Maybe when you I do social it. media, sure. that's what I'm going to do. Louis I'm going to start with that says, quote: "Huge and rare talent." That's such a good idea. What was your experience working with him? Was it crazy? Um, because um, that was a pretty uh, disturbing role. Oh my God, it was so sad. Brutal. Brutal. But th- how much so, of that did you bring to the table? Because I know, like, I've I've been on a couple of shows. I've worked with him as a director. I mean, because the script doesn't usually. I mean, he's pretty sparse on the page. No, this was all written. All written. All like, written. In terms of the tone. In terms of. I the mean, tone. I mean, like, like you know, you could see the dialogue, but how much did you? have to bring emotionally to that thing. It was all you, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. I think, you know what I loved about that part? It was a, it was a real mix of characters that I loved, uh, you know, uh, that I'd watch on TV or in films growing up, like uh, Ruth Gordon. Oh, right. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, Harold Adam's Rib. Oh, Adam, uh, yeah. Adam's Rib I loved, too. She's great. Yeah. That was um, her. Oh, she wrote that. She wasn't in that, right? That was her script um, mm-hmm. for Spencer Tracy and... But this, you know, this woman that's like a a, a free spirit and she's searching and just living her life and absorbing and she's dying, you know, she's going to die. You knew Um, that at the beginning? Yeah, this is it. So I did this. I did a, you know, an actor named Frank Whaley. Yeah. He uh, had a benefit reading. uh, He organized a benefit reading for his, his kid's school. And we did a play reading of. Christopher Durang's Beyond Therapy. Oh, yeah. And I played a therapist. And Louis play, played a therapist. Of, yeah. Marissa Tomei was Louis in played it. a therapist? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Mario Cantone, uh, Nathan Lane. It was this amazing cast huh. for like 200 people. Right. And sold out in like a second. So I met Louis um, on stage doing that. And he said, I, you know, I really, let's work something. You know, let's work together. I'd love to do something with you. So we had, I gave him my number, and like a few nights after that, I texted him. He texted me back. And we met at this uh, little place down the street from me, and we hung out for like two or three hours uh-huh. just talking. Uh-huh. And uh, he said, you know, okay, I see a lot of different things going on with you. You can play this. You can play that. You're reminding me of this story I heard at an airport this this woman the story she had cancer right um and an artist friend i know and uh so and we talked about uh would you ever want to you know die um i like i would love to 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 die you know on play a character who is dying or and to uh you know have a have a death scene yeah um is is interesting to me so he conceived the whole character with you Yes, and then um, when he walked me to my apartment, it was really nice out, and I said, come up to my roof. I have a, a roof garden in the building, and I went up to the roof, and then I went to the, to the ledge and looked over, and he went, no, my God, what are you doing? He freaked out. Yeah, he freaked out. Yeah. So that's how that all came uh, to life, 
and he only took like two or three weeks to write it. Yeah, he and I went quick. over to his apartment and, and he said, this isn't an audition, but I'd like you to read this. And um, I read it out loud once and, and then like a month later we shot it. And then when I, when I had to die and, and let go of, you know, when I had to do that scene in the hospital, I was not happy and it was very hard. Um, because I felt like I had brought so much life to her, um, and I was really upset that I that I that she. What was, you got into? Yeah, Miss, you were all excited to die. Yeah, and, and then, then I was like, like no. "Oh no!" So you shot that all con- in one. So he cut. It was that like in. six days. Right. Yeah, we shot that in six days, and now I'm like, I want to, I want to bring her back to life. How? Um, writing something. Did you tell him? Is um, that what you're texting him about? I we did have this. I, I did have this idea <laughs> yeah. that Liz um, would be brought to life, and I'd, I'd work as a as a zombie in in the bookstore in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was just okay with it. She's back. Yeah. Ah, hi. Yeah. But she'd still be nice and stuff. Sure. It's, she wouldn't eat people. Be funny. Maybe she'd, she'd eat, eat books. People. But maybe she'd just be a ghost. I I loved that part. I thought I'd play parts like that my whole career. You know, but they're just not written. Those that's not in style anymore. What kind of part is that? Do you think? Like, what do you mean that kind spirit, of part? Like witty. Well, you're always very witty, and you're always very compelling, and and you're uh, sometimes a little uh, kooky and intense. Mm-hmm. Thank like you. you like because like certain people seem to know how to use you, right? That's right. I mean, Christopher Guest seems to know how to use you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's like, will you come be the Parker Posey thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those movies are so much fun. I they, love him so much. And you and those are primarily improvised, right? They're all improvised. Yeah, and you you're comfortable with that. Um, you love it. I at first, it's a little, it's a little. How scary, much does he give you he, in each movie? So, so there's like an outline. It's like uh, so. Meg and Hamilton Swan uh, are in therapy. You know, in the first scene, you see yeah. he's in therapy, and they talk this, about which movie is this? Oh yeah, show. right. Okay, right. They talk about their dog Beatrice. They're Who's really, your husband? Uh, Hitchcock, Michael Hitchcock. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a, a catalog. They were described as a catalog couple. Uh-huh. Like, all cataloged. Their house is all cataloged. Um, they're really concerned that their dog, Beatrice, won't be able to uh, compete in the Westminster Dog Show right. because she caught them having sex, and she's been having a, a hard time. And... <laughs> She also, uh, and this didn't make it into the movie, it was a really funny scene where I'm yelling at my maid because the dog um, pooped in my husband's slipper. Right. Because she was really upset, Beatrice. Yeah. So she, she pooped in his slipper. <laughs> it's just so absurd. <laughs> and then you just riffed. I love him. How great is that? Isn't that cute and funny? Yeah. I'm like, what is this? You know, yelling at, Lucy, Lucy. Look what Beatrice did. What am I supposed to do about this? Oh. So funny. And Almost then, robot people, in um, a way. Except they have, everything's invested in this dog. But the, the relationship dynamic is they're both sort of like cookie cutter people. But high achiever, the, yeah. Right, all the emotion is around the animal. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And, uh, but I was also, I made her a pill popper and a, and a stoner. And none of that was in there. So, yeah. But every now and, and then, Chris I reach just out goes, and "That's just great." Like, yeah, I take a, a sip. I think it was, I think it was in this in the outline. Oh, that she was medicated, and which is too bad because that's when all the the medication was becoming popular. You know. Yeah, yeah. Now 
everybody's on it. Now everyone's medicated. Are you medicated? No, I'm not. Me neither. Yeah. We're, we're, we're the last holdouts. This juice is... What just depends, you know how you know how how hard do you want to fight the fight? You know what I mean? I mean, I imagine I think they just kind of give people medication without any real diagnosis of anything. It's just sort of like, oh, you don't feel right? Try these. Come back in three weeks if you you know if you start yeah. talking funny or <laughs> you put on twelve pounds or yeah, you can't fuck anymore. <laughs> you know, call me up. Yeah, yeah. Here's a pill. Yeah. It's, if you feel better, then great. Then we'll stay on it for a while. But that, it, it's got to change you and, and make you feel funny. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think something goes on with And the now people and identify them. themselves as like what? OCD or ADD. Have you noticed that? Yeah, like oh, yeah there's a lot of them, identifiers. They, yeah. yeah, they start yeah. to... Bipolar explain, one or, or two. Yeah, uh, I'm bipolar or yeah. I'm this yeah. or I'm that. Yeah, good for you. It's like you're a human being. Well, I don't, I, don't under, I don't know what people really expect out of themselves, you know, trying to adapt to all the input. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to be a pretty... It's a rough shift, yeah, you know, like the I kids, agree. like the, the kids half our age are sort of, you know, wired in in a different way than we are. A yeah. lot of noise for, for us. We're a little, we, we come from the crashing wave of the 60s. We're That's sensitive, right. open we, Yeah, we, we, we were in the Reagan years. Yeah, we, it's just like there's. We, we rebelled against the Reagan years. There was less onslaught of. The fucking with our heads. I don't yeah. know what it is. Where and also like the 20 somethings too, like the, the movies they watched. Lots of slasher films. Yeah, but yeah, right. They're decent, numb or something. Yeah, but I don't want to. It's so hard to talk about it without feeling like like those kids. You I know, like, know. I know. Are, this is how we get old. I guess. This is how are we, we get, right. Though? Yeah. Are they? Are should it's we be gap. concerned though? It's a generation gap. You don't have kids, right? No. I don't either. So how concerned can I really be? It's like well, they seem <laughs> <laughs> they seem problematic. I don't know directly, <laughs> but I yeah. find them annoying. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. But also when I don't have kids and we're not married, you and me, <sighs> I don't really know how old I am most of the time. I don't know how old other people how are. How do you feel? Do you feel 30? No, I don't even know. I don't even know if I felt 30 when I felt 30. There's some part of my brain that remains sort of steady the same way it always was. And then every once in a while you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, that's happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then like I don't know if, like if I'm talking You always feel the same, you just keep getting older. I know. But you always feel the same. Yeah, I still feel the same. Some people slow down though. You have friends, right? Sometimes I see people that I haven't seen in 10 years. That's always an indicator. Like you see somebody you haven't seen in like 15 years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're we're the age we are and you're like, "Oh boy, what happened to you? You seem to have slowed down yeah, a bit." And yeah. You know, yeah. You know, you don't a look. deadliness. Right? Oh, what are you going to do? Not experiencing but their life. Maybe, right? That's I, kind of maybe, asleep. Maybe we're projecting that. Maybe they see us and they think the same thing. Like, oh, that's something's oh, no. gone wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> no? I don't know. All right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm talking to a 20-year-old or a 35-year-old. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Do you? Generally? Um, I can tell if they're like, they're teenagers usually. I can tell. And I don't have I can tell the difference yeah. of... Of the of the of the generation gap of the the late twenties and thirties, yeah. yeah, especially in the with the with the girls. Um, but they don't. Do, are, does it bother you that they don't like? I I sometimes talk about things on the podcast, or I'll tweet something, or I'll bring it up in conversation about movies that we grew up with, and that and they're like, "What? I had no yeah. idea this was even a thing." Like you, you, like the Godfather. How do you not watch the fucking Godfather? That's crazy, right? Yeah, and they don't care. Yeah. And so are we, but are we just old people going like, you've got to watch <laughs> yeah. Godfather, you dummy? Yeah. yeah. 
So when did you start yeah. acting? When what happened? So you're in New Orleans. You're in Louisiana, New Orleans. That's where you grew up. After Baltimore, around there, around there. In the South, it's sweaty yeah. and hot. I was and a ballerina. Yeah. And your dad did what after Vietnam? Uh, car dealership. So my always, always... uncle Van Truman Van Van Beethoven. Yeah. My my dad was his. He's like a surrogate dad to my dad. And uh, he was a big, uh, like, big daddy from, you know, Tennessee Williams play. Oh, really? Really big character, yeah. you know. If the ketchup yeah. wasn't on the table, he'd slam his hand down on the table and just yeah. say, ketchup, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he was a real star. And so my dad was a car salesman for him. And then, um, but in the beginning, my dad was going to be an English teacher, but it didn't make enough money. So he's very, you know, he'd read to me and tell me stories. My, my grandmother, his mother, would sing sad cowboy songs and make everyone cry. Where was she from? Louisiana, but there, she was oh, also uh, from Belgium. So they're from Louisiana. Your, your dad yeah. was from Louisiana. Yeah. Well, so he always had a new too. car, though, right? Yeah, this was during the Cadillac. So he was a Cadillac salesman? Mm-hmm. So a big old Cadillac yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. Now that's good. Yeah. Those are big. Yeah. Yeah. And my uncle, my uncle Truman... Loaned me one of his Cadillacs when I was doing a play at the at the Geffen Playhouse in my twenties and had no money and he he loaned me this in, big in red, L.A. Yeah, this big red convertible Cadillac. Where from Louisiana or he was? He in, had a house in uh, San Diego, so, oh, so he, he got, yeah, you he got someone to drive up? down there. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so nice. It was like driving a boat. What what play in your twenties did you um, do? It was a play called Four Dogs and a Bone, a John Patrick Shanley play. Did you? Is and, that was that the 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 early thing to start did you want to be theater no i started out as a ballerina i started out as a dancer that was probably the first um i'm just doing my wrist is well no but you were saying it while you were talking about dancing and and i took it as dancing that's how i received that yeah that i was getting a small you were like saying i started off as a ballerina and then i (laughs) went to modern which is what i'm doing now (laughs) if i had been turned on a modern dance i might have i could see myself dancing like that um I was really into dance. So uh, I was in a company when I was 11. Really? In Mon- so you were Monroe, good? In Louisiana. Oh, well, how and, good were uh, you? Good? I was Were you good. tall enough? I wasn't tall enough, um, but I had... Uh, Moxie? I had presence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And uh, so I was in a little company, and then I auditioned for North Carolina School of the Arts when I was 12. And I went to the uh, school there, and I didn't get in, and the dean of the school called my dad, and, and uh, no, my dad called the dean of the school, said my daughter's going to be really upset, what do I tell her? And he said, tell her she's an actress, and that's how it started. And I was like, really? yeah, 12, 13 years old. You went in for dancing, and they were like, no. Nah. No, she's... And then did he say, well, could you take her as an actress her. then? Yeah, exactly. I was like, can <laughs> I just go there and hang out? Cause I, did they have an acting program? They did, but in, in college. Oh, you so you're too school. young. But I went back uh, for the summer programs in, in high school, and uh, it was there that I, yeah, really... Did you lock in with a teacher? Um, yeah, a few teachers, but... How I, old were you? Uh, 13, 14, 15. But even earlier, my cousin reminded me of this. I had forgotten about it, and it's, and it's funny. When I was eight, and we were at camp, uh, Strong River Camp and Farm in Mississippi. Uh, 
I was. They asked me to be the the director and the leader of the of the play for the for the kids, mm-hmm. and so I made a little Red Riding Hood uh, a detective, um, uncovering the case of Goldilocks and the Three Bears as Kojak. Then <laughs> this was your conception. Yeah, and then I so walked out on stage. <laughs> walked out on stage, and I said, "Who loves you, baby?" <laughs> and everyone started laughing, and I remember thinking, "This isn't funny." I'm a detective. <laughs> They're <laughs> laughing at me. No, I was like, no, yeah, this is really serious. Yeah, what the fuck is and wrong I, with you I, people? And I remember that. I remember that feeling. And you were thirteen or twelve. I was eight. eight. All right. And so um, you were like, I'm playing this straight. I'm Kojak. I'm a detective. Yeah, I Little loved Red him. Riding Hood. Yeah, Telly Savalas. Yeah, I loved yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. He's but great. I always knew I'd do something different. And teachers told me, yeah, I was. You had no idea that it was funny. That's cute. No, no. Do you do you know you when you're funny now, um, or do you play everything pretty serious? Because uh, I mean, those Christopher Guest movies, those are pretty. They're pretty serious. Very serious. Yeah, and you know, yeah, it's Can't like play he that puts for yeah he puts a, a hand on your shoulder and says before a take, you know, this is not too far from the truth. You know, people are in really, every movie. Yeah, people are really like this. Oh, that's so that's really that's like his this. direction. That's his basic direction. It's like don't even think to play this. Don't no 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 no. That's like yeah, that's shameful. If right. you're doing, if you're right. pushing that right. like thing, like I'm gonna but be that, really funny. That's his quiet reminder. This is this is real, real. Yeah. and he doesn't look at them like satires. Clowns. Right, right. Yeah, this he, is like he loves This is people. how people are now, and you know, hanging around him too. Funny stuff happens around him. You know, you just be in an elevator, and mm-hmm. a stranger will just kind of be odd. Mm-hmm. Um, so he uh, maybe you're just your perception changes around him. Yeah, people kind of carry that around. Well, he like I would imagine that would happen if you're with him. You would sort of see the world like that, and yeah. everybody. It's sort of like um, there's a few uh, comic book artists. Like why am I forgetting his name? Daniel Klaus, even R. Crumb and stuff. That if you read enough of that mm-hmm. stuff, your perception sort of shifts, mm-hmm. and you can sign it, You can kind of see the 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 the, the grotesque. A nature uh, right alongside of the beauty of all things. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's nice. It is nice. Yeah. Did you have you gone down to the new museum? Have you the have Whitney? You, the yeah. Or the, oh, do you mean you right down here on Bowery? The, yeah. No, I got to go to the Whitney. Did you do the Whitney? I just did got here. I just got here. Oh wow! Didn't it just open. I got here the day before yesterday, and I did the uh, I did a thing, and then like I I've been told to go over there. It's to the so Whitney, nice. right? Yeah, but is yeah. it crazy lines and shit? On the weekend, yeah. Maybe yeah. during the week I'll go. Yeah. Did you go? I haven't gone yet. But the, you're talking about the new museum yeah, right I was down talking, here, yeah. the groovy because museum, because it's right there, yeah. The cool shit where you're like, today these are just they're just pen on tile pieces. <laughs> I know the art world. I have a couple of friends who are artists. It's kind of scary now. Is it? Why? It's art. It's difficult. Um, I know. I, I'm dating age. a painter. Yeah. And and it's like it's its own thing, but it's like it's very small. Yeah, the scene. Yeah, yeah. There's twelve people. Yeah, it's hard. To and make does a she living. does she work it? Is she good at like schmoozing, or is she in a in in the clique, well, or is she? Not, she's like sort of like a. Because there are politics involved. All politics, all politics. But she's doing okay, from what I understand. Cool. How's your friend doing? She's doing okay, although she doesn't have a, a gallery anymore. Is she a painter? Yeah, she's a painter. She's an amazing. She does these uh, inverted, reflected uh, landscapes, like reflections of a pond. They're huge. 
Um, and she doesn't have a gallery anymore. No. Um, so she's out there in the wild. Now, yeah, there. But there, they. She's gonna. She's moving around. Um, they're feeling it out. Uh, it's hard. It is hard. It's hard life in the arts. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. All right, so, okay, so you go... All right, North Carolina School of the Arts. On the summers. And to SUNY Purchase. I heard about SUNY Purchase as an uh, acting school. But what were you get? What kind of direction were you getting when, like, you know, how does it start? When, you, like, were, who would you say your, your first training comes from? Because I never know how actors the are... TV. Just, right. Actors as a are, child. Either you've got it or you don't. I was fascinated by TV, yeah. But nobody, like, said, like, here's some acting tips. No, no. You're just like, we're doing plays. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's my dad. It's my parents. Like, they were kind of observant, eccentric people, you know. Your mom's still around, too, right? Yeah. Right. We t- covered that. So they what we, does she do? Um, she, uh, she doesn't have a job job, but uh, she went to culinary school in New Orleans. She's an amazing cook, and she loves really? foods. She's really creative. She's got great style. and she just can, just, She's kind of a Southern belle, like all that Southern living and all that stuff. She can whip stuff she up? She to do all that. Make breads and, and things? <clears throat> yeah, they go to New Orleans. and like. Yeah, Where do they live now? In a town called Laurel. So they're in Louisiana still? <clears throat> That's in Mississippi, but it's two That's hours away. It's two hours away. Why Mississippi? Away. My dad got transferred there. For he the car his, job? Uh, yeah. So we moved from Louisiana to so the, Mississippi. So the car dealership is sort of like being in the Army? You just get stationed places? <laughs> <laughs> we, we stationed you at he another dealership? Oh. Yeah, he plays golf. But you're a real Southern person. Yeah. Yeah. Who had to leave? You, you know, you I wanted to out? leave. I wanted to leave very early. Why? Because uh, it was provincial and small town and... and I wanted to, uh, do you remember um, the family affair, Buffy and Jody and Mr. French? Remember that show? Sebastian Cabot and Brian Sebastian Cabot. And Jody. And they lived in this apartment. Yeah, in the townhouse, right? Is it it in New York? Yeah, it was a huge building. I think it was, was it New York or Chicago? Oh, maybe, I don't know. So what? I think maybe it was New York. That's how you wanted to live? But that's how I wanted to live. (laughs) I wanted to live in one of those places with a lot of people around me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so okay, so you do plays in high school. You're going to the thing. You're going. What else did you do? You do, did you do okay in school. Um, in high school, yeah. or like grades and stuff. I was already out there. Yeah, I liked English, but I didn't. Uh, I, I dropped accounting. I yeah. couldn't even yeah, no, deal. Yeah. You know, you, I couldn't even you, count. You're pretty level-headed. I cheated kid. on yeah. tests. Sure. Yeah, I'd write answers on my shoes. Right and, for accounting. Yeah. yeah. Who needs it? Math Mm-mm. in general. Mm-mm. Not of any use like, to me. Some, someone who knows how to do this is going to take care of this for me. Um, and you were pretty level-headed? You didn't get fucked up? No, you know, I was... I was pretty serious. I like to read and uh, empathize with, you know, characters and books and, yeah. and uh, movies and... You know, when I saw like my dinner with Andre as a thirteen or fourteen year old, I loved that. Who showed you that movie? It was on PBS. Were your parents like sort of? Uh, well, your mom was. A sh- were they? Well, they were into that. Sophisticated. They were into good, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like good taste. High minded. Opinionated, high minded. Yeah, high mind. Yeah. I mean, like if they're like, in yeah, movies, go ahead and watch it. Yeah. Like that's not really funny. You know, this is funny. Uh huh. Yeah. Like oh that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. um 
and a, a good like camp sensibility. Oh, like yeah. when Mommy Dearest would come on, we'd oh yeah, yeah, we'd watch that. Oh yeah, I go like <laughs> get some laughs. That's like you, mom. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very nice, right? What'd your brother end up doing? My uh, yeah, because my 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 mother's mother Faye was kind of a star, and she really felt like to me like Joan Crawford or Susan oh, Hayward. Yeah. Like yeah. she really clomped around in high heels and acted like a movie star and made her own clothes and oh really? Yeah, she's yeah. very dramatic. Um, what did you ask? You asked about brother, my brother. Yeah, where's, what's he do? Um, he he took over the dealership for my dad. So, so he's in cars. Yeah, yeah. He's he's overseeing all that, and uh, you know, the car business is not doing well. <clears throat> um, I love my sister in law, Colum. They have three kids. Uh, well, that's nice. Yeah, they come they come up here. Yeah, so they hang like out? to travel. Yeah, and you get to see him, especially my my. I'm not as close to my brother as I as I am to my sister in law, but uh, his wife. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What did right. did it go? Did something waver at some point? No, I think it was. It was it's just always kind You've of been like twins. That. I know. So there's no mystical connection. There's a little bit. There's no a deep bit. understanding. Um. Weird with siblings, I guess. There's a familiarity, yet you get distant, you know. You yeah. Miss, Do you, you have miss, siblings? Yeah, I got a little brother. We're very, you know, we very like instinctively we're wired very similarly. Yeah. But you know, you don't know people's wives if mm-hmm. you're not in them. So you know, what that's if, right. You know, and I'm like, it's impossible to catch up sometimes. I'm kind of an anomaly to my, you know, family. Like, what the? I had this the movie actress. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> She's what? In New York. <laughs> Being in plays, yeah, acting in movies. Do mm-hmm. they like your work though? Um, they love the Chris Guest movies, but like when I did Superman Returns, yeah, uh, I remember my dad and I were having this conversation in the car, and he—that's he well, a big was, movie, right? Yeah, and he was telling me he was talking to me about teaching. He's mm-hmm. like, you, you know, you sh- maybe you should think oh, about no. teaching. <laughs> That's the worst. And <coughs> I to go, do something where you get a pension of some kind. Yeah, and um, and then I was like, well, I'm in a, I'm in a big movie that's coming out, and Superman Returns. And then when he saw it, he, uh, his comment was, he said, well, I wasn't bored. Ugh, that's <laughs> brutal. Makes a comedian. Yeah. Makes a funny one. I know, but it's, it's a tough house. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's a tough it, house. but it's weird when you do this. Like they don't know how. They don't understand the nature of the business necessarily. No. So they can only they there there's constant concern unless I don't know what it would take. Yeah. You know, for them to go like, oh, she's good. What what would you have to be on? It's not a real job. Right. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh God. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. They're concerned. That's the that's the thing. It doesn't come out of anything other than that. Yeah, and fear. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. So, but when did you? So you went to L.A. When? I never went to L.A. Oh, um, all right. So. You, but you were there for at the Geffen Playhouse. Yeah, I was there in. They cast. Okay, you here. so that so I went, went to, to SUNY, SUNY Purchase. Purchase. I got a job on a soap, um, my soap? senior year in college. As the world turns. Oh yeah. And uh, how was that experience? Was, how many? How many did you do? Like a million? Like did you do a hundred episodes? I was on only for a year and four months. I they wanted me for three years, but yeah. I just gotten out of school. I was like, I'm not gonna go somewhere for three years and be that, know, in that after world. after four years of yeah. college. And so I had a year and a half contract. Where'd they shoot it? Uh, in New York on 57th Street. Was it CBS. just a weird world of soaps? Like, yeah, was it bizarre? I loved it. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Just like every day? 
Did you yeah, go? Yeah, almost every day. And the script I mean, turned out. It was hard. Out? Yeah, it was really and you're hard. Working with it all made those, me laugh, you know? Yeah, you're working with all the soap opera actresses yeah, and actors. Yeah, they could really turn it on, you know? Just the waterworks. That tears must have been and, a real lesson in the profession of acting. Yeah. Like, just like drop of a dime. Oh, boom. yeah. Crying. And not like, you know, face moving and just like tears, like, you know, Demi Moore tears. Uh-huh. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, it's a real instrument and style and tone yeah. that they can just like turn that on. Um, so that was some a, of the directors were, could let me be a little more camp, right. you know. But that's but, a hell of an education just to see that. Because like on a practical level, just in terms of a the job of acting. Yeah. That's really the job. Yeah. In some weird way. Mm-hmm. But you got out. I got out. Yeah, I I wanted to. Uh, I didn't want to be. Uh, I was especially just so much more of a free spirit then, you know, than I than I am now, and I couldn't. Uh, I wanted to to work in independent film, so uh, I got a job at uh, yeah Daisy Confused when I was on the soap. So I went to Austin to do that, and that was kind of like the heyday of the first wave of those, or maybe the, just the second wave of independent films, you know, just post yeah. John Sayles and the few other people, then Linklater and those guys started doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And that was a yeah. huge movie. Yeah. For, for young actors and actresses. I know, it was amazing. And there were, you know, screen tests. Everybody was in that movie. The, the callback was like, you know, 35 people. I, mean, I became friends with Adam Goldberg. He's in oh, that. Oh, I love him, He's yeah. great, yeah. He's great. He's very How funny. did you meet Adam? I had him on my sh- I had him on the podcast and because we seemed to people wanted us to to know each other and then uh, I then I I used him in an episode of my show this last season and then like yeah, I don't know we hang out occasionally What is your show like? It's a it's a half hour scripted comedy based on a guy who does a podcast in his garage and his <laughs> wife is sort of Where did you get shambles. that idea from? Uh, it's a stretch, <laughs> you know, it's a crazy idea. <laughs> and are you going to have People like me come on and talk to you on the show. They've Is done that. that. Happens? They, yeah, I've, I've used people playing themselves mm-hmm. in my show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've used a lot of people, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll use you if we do another season. Okay, okay. It's the third season, and you can come. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, and I'm Adam. Surprised I didn't know about this. It's on IFC. It's, okay. So, like, a lot of people are like IFC. I got to check if I get that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's on Netflix. The first two seasons. Yeah. Okay, it gets good. good in the middle of the second season. Great. Of course. <laughs> So Adam's on the show and who does he play? He plays a, uh, a professor at a college, an old friend of mine who's now a professor at a college. And I go, right. and I go visit him and he's you know, kind of sexually obsessed with a student who... He does or you do? He does. Oh. And he's, he's in a bit of trouble. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> How old is the student? 20. Graduate okay. student. We, okay. made it, we made it... Re- oh, good. Relatively acceptable. <laughs> he's 22. What, oh, speaking <laughs> of that, I just watched a trailer of uh, the new Woody Allen movie. Mm-hmm. That seems to be. I, I got nervous. I'm like, oh, is this like my show? Is this going to be the similar thing? <laughs> is this going to step on my idea? Not at all. But you're with Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. and that and the and the pretty and girl. Emma, yeah, Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah. It was a really. Was that that's your first Woody Allen movie? Yes, I met him 20 years ago for uh, Bullets Over Broadway. I happened. I was asked to be in the jury at the Krakow Film Festival in, in Poland. That's and a tough gig to get. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. I was really, really felt really blessed to, to be there. Yeah. Um, so they've been asking me to, you know, come be on the jury for years. And yeah. finally I said yes. And 
you know, you just watch a bunch of movies. And I took a girlfriend and uh, 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 Juliette Taylor, Woody Allen's casting director, right. was on the jury with me. So we got a little closer, I guess, or she got a, a real sense of who, who I was. And um, after all that was over, I was uh, I was in such a suffering place in that uh, last year. Um, so anyway, uh, I got back on a Monday. I met Woody on a Thursday, and then I got cast on on Friday. I got material on Friday. Wow! And uh, so it happened very quickly. You were in a and suffering you know place meet, last year. Yeah, yeah. I was not. I was not good last year. Um, Why? Just to, uh, several, you know how things can accumulate. Um, I'd say Philip Seymour Hoffman's death, right? Robin Williams' death, yeah. Um, the state of the culture, not uh, worrying about if if I have a place, if I fit in. Um, Life crisis. Yeah, really scared. Um, Just that? Did you know Robin, or or you knew? No, but you knew Philip. Yeah, but it was this. Um, I know what you're talking about. The, the what's like, the point, right? What's the point? But also, like, I felt that if they were creatively satisfied and doing more meaningful material, maybe, maybe they w- could have held on to that. Yeah, you know, because I, I get so uh, depressed at at the kind of the lack of right. Humanity and material and humor and things that yeah. I that I like to do, um, so just feeling a little out of style or out of place mm-hmm. in in the culture, um, but that's just part of it. That's what's called longevity. Of course, I'm going to feel that. You know, part of aging and aging. Yeah, yeah. Because I find that I I feel that way too. Sometimes it's not so much par- being whether I'm part of it or not, but sort of like, what's the point and how do you maintain? the excitement well i'm excited now yeah you um, seem no you seem good now i yeah but, but good now went through a dark tunnel though huh yeah i did um how'd you handle that i mean did you just wait it I out had, did you sleep all day did you, you know what you know what happened is, is you have a therapist i did a play of yeah. course i have a great one um i did a play at yale and they moved it to broadway without me because i wasn't a big enough name and that's so, what started it. Yeah, that was just one of the things. Ugh. And and so so that so that kind of rips open the insecurity and like who am I? What and then like other things happen and then you see it all through that lens. Yeah. And then you just it just starts to crush you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you get scared, you right. know. Um, and then you think, oh, maybe I don't know how to do it anymore. Maybe I'm not good anymore. I've lost it or something. Acting or just yeah, which is stupid, but. I always feel like that when I work. Uh, it's right. What was the play? Uh, the realistic Joneses. Huh. Um, Who was the big name they got? Uh, Tracy Letts was in it. Do you know Tracy Letts? The playwright. Yeah. And right, uh, Michael C. Hall and Marissa Tomei replaced my part, and Tony Collette replaced uh, Johanna Day's part. Is it still running? No. Did it not um, take off? No, it didn't. It didn't. Um, it's a big cast. It was a big cast, but I think it was a small play, and I, I don't. Hmm. I don't even think it worked on a on a big stage. So that so that got me a little nervous. Um, so this career nervous, and then that then th- that gets attached to age fear and and talent fear, and like yeah. what do I got to do? Sensitivity. Because you, know? you work like a lot. 
over the years? Over the years I have, yeah, over the years. Um, but now I'm, I'm going to work on my own material. Yeah, well, so, okay, so Woody Cassie in two days. Yeah, that's right. Now, what was the audition like? You kind of, you like go in shaking, you know, his hand with one hand, yeah. and the other, your foot is out the door. You oh, know? Re- oh, really? It's like, so it's Hi, impersonal. How are you? You right. know, you're just like actor meat. Yeah. yeah, Juliet um, brought you here because there's a part in the film yeah. that um, I'm shooting in Rhode Island. Impersonal, you know? or was it candid? And, or, um, yeah. I, I'm like, I know, I heard all about it. It sounds amazing. And you're all and jacked I'm like, up. Oh my God, Joaquin Phoenix, he's incredible. And yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. And uh, So I talked about Poland and... Uh, Maybe like four or five minutes, we just talked a little bit, and I ran out, and that was it. And you got the call? Yeah, you I in, got the call. And you were um, like, everything's good again. You know what it did? Um, it, it made me, uh, I, I got the call in the, in, in the dog run, and I just, uh, I burst into tears. I was like, I feel like such a gambler. Really? My life feels like, yeah, I'm That's gambling. The I have no, like... These jobs come out of nowhere, you know, and. But what's the alternative? I mean, you know, I mean, this is the way. I can't do anything else. Yeah. (laughs) I'm stuck. No, you're not stuck. You're working. Yeah, I'm working. (laughs) Um, But But it is kind of weird, though. Like, I'm just like, this is a crazy way to live now that I'm 45 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, there's no plan B. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I do have ideas, though. I have ideas of, like, leaving the business. All right, we'll talk about them, and I can maybe guide you. No, no, I'd like to. Maybe (laughs) I I can either, like, tell you, like, yay or nay, or that's not a good idea, Parker Posey. I don't think that'll work. No, that seems crazy. You can uh, keep that alive in your imagination if you want. I actually want to hear those, but I want to hear what it was like working with Joaquin. Uh, I I hear he smokes a lot. Cigarettes, Yeah. 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 He does smoke. I talked to Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Both of them. Because Paul doesn't smoke much. Mm -hmm. But he said that like when you're around Joaquin, you're like, you're going to smoke. Yep. You're going (laughs) to smoke a pack a day. Um, Oh, I just just love his acting. You do. He's so so, uh, idiosyncratic and... And sensitive. You guys seem like you'd be good together. You both seem very uh, emotionally reactive and real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was, it, was it lighthearted? It didn't seem like that heavy a, uh, an um, undertaking. I can't. I, yeah, I can't talk about the movie. Oh, yeah? I'm not allowed. You, there's like some one line oh, okay. thing that, yeah. Well, I'm can you talk about talk acting about with him? Um. How how was it? Uh, did you guys get along? Like, of as course, people? yes, yeah. yes. So we're both really nervous about being in a Woody Allen movie, and we're we're sweating all the time. I just broken my wrist. Um, we met at the screen test. In going into it, was there any sort of uh, aversion about like you know the media accusations and the accusations like from his kid and all that stuff? Did you, no. anyone in think about? No one thinks about no. that. No, um, separate thing. Separate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he's been doing a movie a year for forever, like forty years. I know it's crazy. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. Right. Happens. Yeah. Life. <laughs> all right. So you he and he has Joaquin. a biographer on set that's been following him too. Yeah. For forty Eric, years. Yeah. Named Eric. For Lacks. forty years. Yeah. Oh, Lax wrote already wrote a book on yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's back. He's yeah, writing he the second there, yeah. part two. Mm-hmm. No shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
Joaquin. Joaquin was great. Uh, you guys so we got met, along we, right we, away. We, we, yeah, we got along right away. I, I felt he felt like a brother to me. Right. He wasn't too far from from me, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I felt very familial, and uh, you know, there's something about him too. You, you want to take care of him. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I can feel that. Yeah, he's, yeah I don't think he's I can. Sensitive. I don't think I could step in and say, "Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need some food? <laughs> Are you eating all right?" You know, he's a vegetarian. Is he? Yeah, he's vegetarian, and he convinced his his parents to become vegetarians when when he was like a, a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. I've like, never stop met him. Eating meat. I saw him sleeping on a plane once. I didn't bother him. Yeah, it's not right. No, wake up. Yeah, hey buddy. Hey, just want to tell you, I'm right a big fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to do the podcast sometimes. Don't go go back to sleep. I'm not in first class a lot. So I just got excited. I'm behind you. You, you pass him a note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a he wakes up with mag. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I felt, uh, you know, you only do like two or three or four takes usually. What's with, it? With What's his directing? Does um, he just expect you to do it? Be there immediately, yeah. Right. That's uh, what I heard. So it's, uh, that can be kind of intense. Uh, and then he also does this where he's, he says, you know, what I wrote isn't very good. If, if you want to add anything, feel free. Oh, really? And you're like, okay, sure. I'm feeling great. You're like, blah, blah, blah. And then you hear, that's terrible. Oh, that's really? That's what I heard. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I mean, sweat marks. I'm dying. I'm like, it's so, all good. So I'll never little, act again. You this just, is my last movie. So... <laughs> So, so you did a little improvising and he was like, no. No, terrible. You're like, ah. Um, so that was funny. And then what happened? Just like screaming and laughing. Um, you know, he's so sardonic. He has such a wit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's It took a while to get it right or what? Um, How'd you know you were doing you can well? Just feel, you can feel it. You know, you can just feel it. Uh-huh. You can feel it around you yeah. when you've hit the right. Right. The right tone. And here's the other interesting thing. is like I was only given 20 pages of, of the script, so I only had my part in like oh, really? a 115-page Interesting. Film. That's the way he does it? Is that the yeah, way everybody gets yeah. it? So That's kind of bizarre. Yeah, I didn't know what kind of movie I was in. Uh, All the way through? Yeah. I mean, I got, you know... I, on the last day, I started reading the script and oh, you know, so you read the script, and I was like, "I'm, I'm gonna like look." Oh, I'm really? See, you're yeah. not even supposed to look. That's an understanding. <laughs> you're like, "Don't look at the story that you're part of telling." Um, but no, it was exciting, and uh, you know, he's he's the real deal. There's uh, yeah, he's the there's real deal. Woody few Allen. directors that that have a career in this country of an auteur. So you know that you're you, you trust that process um, right. uh, completely. You're not gonna uh, right. Excuse nothing. me, Mr. Allen. I, I don't can't. know. Maybe I'll try this. Yeah. What do you think? You know, like none <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah, none of that. I yeah. mean, if you did, yeah. like there would be people would just be so yeah. You know, It'd be like this the weird tension like, <gasps> on the set. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like don't. The room clears and it's just you and Woody. Don't ever. <laughs> she just turns into Satan. What are you doing? <laughs> but he's, um, it was fun. It was really fun. Well, what other directors have you worked with that had that kind of impact where you knew you were dealing with a visionary? You work with Hal Hartley, didn't you? How many movies did you do Hal, with him? yeah. Did you do two or one? Like three, I three. Think. three of all those? Mm-hmm. The whole trilogy? Isn't mm-hmm. he doing another one? Mm-hmm. He just did another one. Were you in it? Mm-hmm. Briefly. Yeah, he raised the, uh, his money on Kickstarter. Uh, 
It was the third installment. It was Henry Fool, and then I was in Faye Grimm, and the last one is uh, Simon, Simon uh-huh. Grimm, my son. I, uh, I have a few scenes in that. We shot them all in one day. Oh, really? 18 pages of dialogue wow. in one day. It's a lot. See, this is the thing about independent movies now, you know? it's. I know. I do a TV show like that where I do, you know, 9 to 15 pages. Wow. You know? It's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of time. Because, and it's a budget thing, so it's certainly not going to help you make more money. No, But you get right. to be in the movie. But, but Christopher Guest is like that, too. I mean, he's a real, Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, Visionary. I love working with great directors. Who else is in your mind? Um... Rick Linklater really stands yeah oh days and confused yeah. that must have been so fun yeah what a crazy time that mm-hmm. was I talked to him recently he's got a real ease you know well he's it's, a sweet guy you know yeah. he's like you know he's he's like really level yeah yeah he's he's solid man mm-hmm. but okay let's talk about as we as we come in for landing here we're landing now we're t- almost oh, okay. what do you want I'll, I'll talk more I'll spend the day no, with you I don't right. give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll move in where are we going <laughs> I'm yeah, ready for a change. Outside. Yeah. It's hard to walk around with mics. People always look at you. Just two people walking around with mics. But we can go. Have outside. you ever tried that? I have. I did it. Walking in, uh, with. Yeah. With, that's uh, a good idea. With, um, it's, a little, it's a little weird. It's yeah. a little hard to, to manage. Yeah. But I did it with uh, a comic in San Antonio, I think. Mm-hmm. We went outdoors. I did a car interview with Maria Bamford. And wow. You've interviewed everyone. And now Terry Do you Gross. know Bamford? No. You should check her shit out. You you would love her. What's her name again? Maria Bamford. Okay. You would Is love her. Is she a comedian? Yes, but she's a genius. Is she a storyteller? She's just, you don't even understand what's happening. Oh, that's great. You, <laughs> you'll be like, what's happening? Even better. Oh, no, you gotta, you gotta watch her. All right, so what are these other uh, oh, business ideas? I don't, don't want to talk about business. No, no, I want to know what no, the big ideas too much. are. I'd, I'd too much. I'd rather keep it in the bottle now. I was excited to, to, to slam some of you know your what? life it's goals. Of, it's kind of uh, complex. It has various parts to it. Big, so, big plan. Empire building? Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Does it deal with like a, a, a scent or lotions? Of, oh, that's a, it could. Maybe. maybe. Like, like your own line of things, like turmeric-based? Turmeric? 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 Turmeric. Yeah? Um, yeah, I won't go into it because... It, you know what? I, what? You don't want me to ruin it? You, you're really hanging on to this thing? It's like it's prote- you're protecting it so yeah, it doesn't yeah. get dirty with p- other people's opinions That's of right. it? That's right. That's right. The dream? You don't want, you're protecting your dream of your way out <laughs> of show business. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? Well, it's not. It's, it's like new. It's, it's new. I'm, I'm interested in like a new. There's a new form. Oh, yeah? I think. Okay. Um, how people like this podcast, what you're doing. Yeah. Storytelling. Storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I miss a lot of things in, about acting that I don't see a lot anymore. Like? Um, ease. Mm, ease. Slowness. Mm-hmm. Wit. Yeah. Um, How about risks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, nuance. Are you about to yawn? You're no, stifling I just a yawn. <laughs> no, I burped. Stifled a burp. I miss yawning. Don't you want to just watch people yawn? I do. I, sometimes I watch people yawn. I'm like, that's like, uh, why are they yawning? Like sometimes there's some yawns. I have theories about it. Okay. Like I think some yawns when you see, when you're talking to somebody and they do that that yawn where where it doesn't look like a tired yawn but it's some <laughs> other thing. They're gasping for air. You're draining them. You're, where they're 
this yawn where they're like, oh, I'm <laughs> That one, that's a bad yawn because it's not tired. It's sort of like they're trying to get out. And, yeah. Know, hostage yawn. Oh, you said. I gotta get out of here. I, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad yawn. Well, we, sh- we should stop. Well, let's stop. Can we say goodbye now? Okay, bye. Bye. Lovely chat with Parker Posey and her dog, Gracie. Present. Present. All right, so you got all the tour dates. Go to WTFPod.com and get some coffee. Get on the mailing list. So I'll send you an email. Do, you know, enjoy some merch. There'll be more merch coming, more posters. And now I'm going to take a shame nap. Okay. New York City. Boomer lives.